You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have my friend and former coach, Susie Koifer, here today. She is an amazing mindset and visibility coach for female entrepreneurs, and you're just going to love hearing her story because I love hearing her talk about it. So welcome, (laughs) Susie. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to chat with you again. (laughs) Yeah, so before we started recording, Susie and I were just talking about how much we missed uh, talking to each other every week because it ended up our sessions together felt more like just two friends like hanging out rather than just like coaching. So we've we've developed a good friendship and yeah, I do miss having her to chat with every week. So this is kind of a treat. (laughs) Here I am. Ask me anything. (laughs) So let's um, talk about what you do for people who aren't quite familiar with you. Yeah, sure. So I started as a visibility coach and business coach, basically helping people how to find clients on social media, how to share their real story, their raw, vulnerable side. And then I noticed more and more that it's not so much about the strategies and about just showing up and doing live streams, but that it's very connected with mindset coaching as well, because it does require a good understanding of who we are, what our message is, and the confidence to show up and talk about this whilst being scared of what other people might think. So mindset coaching and visibility coaching kind of went hand in hand from then on because I feel like people need both to really show up boldly and being themselves online. Absolutely. It definitely changed the way I presented myself. And I know that every person that's got into it, especially your trainings, has just been like, whoa, this is crazy. It can be quite life-changing. And it was life-changing for me. I didn't know what mindset journaling or mindset coaching is even two years ago or one and a half years ago. So I was all about strategies and Facebook ads and how do I do this? Tell me the tools, tell me the systems. And then I noticed how important it actually is to learn to believe in yourself and to believe in your message and believe in what you stand for and how strong that can be. So what did that look like for you? How did you get into mindset work? I started working as a mindset coach at the beginning. So I had a business coach when I started. And then after I was done with the business coach, I felt like, yeah, I got the strategy now. But I still feel like I didn't really nail it. I didn't feel like the expert yet. And I didn't really feel like charging like an expert positioning yourself like an expert I was like oh I'm not an expert I'm just trying to build this but I'm surely not an expert (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's when I started working with mindset coaches who didn't teach me anything about strategy but literally changed my whole worldview (laughs) so if you guys don't know Susie yet she has an incredible story in that she has traveled around the world several times and (laughs) has lived in how many countries have you lived in or I don't know many (laughs) too many to count yeah (laughs) So (laughs) tell us, walk us through that journey a little bit about how you decided to just leave your normal job twice and travel because 
a lot of people are like, what the hell? No, that's scary. How is that even possible? Yeah, so how did you even make that happen? I thought that too, trust me. (laughs) So I lived in Germany, I'm German, and I spent um, a classic career path from 20 to 30. So for 10 years, I've been working in corporate, marketing, 95, long work hours, lots of money, no time to spend it. And then I noticed, well, that's kind of not it. And I always had this desire to travel around the world forever. And everybody said, yeah, what do you mean forever? You can go on a holiday, but not forever. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to work, but this is what I meant to do. (laughs) So yeah, on my 30th birthday, it was kind of a point where I was like, okay, it's time. I've been dreaming about this for 10 years. I'm 30 now. I can do this another 10 years until I'm 40, but it will probably never go away. So I quit my job after my 30th birthday. I bought a one-way ticket to Cape Town and everybody was expecting me to be back after three months, crying and hoping to get a job again, the economy and everything. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And that was four and a half years ago now and I never came back. (laughs) So what did your friends and family think? I think there was never really the point, like there was no real point where I said, now is the decision, I won't come back. It was kind of stretching out and stretching out. So I was traveling for one whole year and everybody was like, oh, the year is over. I'm sure she's coming back now. And then I decided to get a job in Australia and I started living in Sydney. And everybody thought, hmm, okay, um, is this a temporary thing or hmm? <laughs> And then kind of everybody did understand that I'm settling in Sydney. But the word settling still, oh my God, gives me like goosebumps. <laughs> I didn't even settle in Sydney. So after two years in Sydney, I decided we we're going to travel again. And I started my second round, the world trip, one more time all around the globe. And I just came back from this one. <laughs> I know. It's like you just are constantly traveling. I don't know. I love traveling, but sometimes watching you just like hop from place to place yeah. stresses me out. Yeah, it has been a very, very busy year. So we've moved 80 times during the last year, (laughs) which was from time to time a bit crazy, especially when it's about taking your business with you and building and scaling a six-figure business and having client calls and always stressing a bit if the internet is working for the client calls. So how do you juggle that? Because that sounds monumentally stressful. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just addicted to traveling and being at the beach and living in that kind of tropical paradise environment makes working for me incredibly easy. So spending a Monday morning with my laptop in a beach cafe is like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yes, no, definitely. No, it's not stressful. It's just amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe I just need to do it and then I'll feel better. (laughs) I love to find a balance. So yes, it's been a very, very busy year. And now we are a bit slowing down. I'm not saying settling, but definitely slowing down. Um, So we're house sitting now for five months, which for me is an incredibly long time. Yeah, Yeah, that's really long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's great to get some stuff organized that it's not so easy to organize from the road, like transferring the business system, like I'm going to become a proper company now and mm, it's yeah. and tax return time is in Australia in July. And those kind of things are indeed easier when you're not beach shopping. <laughs> yeah. So all those mundane details that you don't want to think about when you're in kind of. Thailand or whatever. Kind of, yeah. Now is kind of the time to organize those kind of things and to dive a bit back into bureaucracy and those kind of <laughs> challenges. 
Yeah. So what has been your biggest challenge as an online entrepreneur? I think you have to handle a lot of inner self-talk and always talk yourself out of the negative self-talk. So yes, I'm a mindset coach. Yes, I do plenty of mindset work, but still every single day, the ego shows up with some funny ideas like, oh, I don't know if this is good enough. And I don't know if you should do this. And oh, maybe this is a stupid idea. And I think that's a consistent thing that everybody has. So I don't think it's going to go away. Even my mentors who are very successful have those kind of thoughts. So I think the real challenge is to be able to live with that and handle it and turn it around again and again and again so it doesn't beat you up or pull you down. Yeah, and that's so hard to do, but it it is. It's almost like creating that habit to make yourself kind of have that boost every day. Again Um, and again and again, yes. (laughs) Because every time I think like, okay, I'm good, I'm great, like I don't have to deal with this anymore, it pops back up and it's like, hey, you hate hate yourself today. I'm still here. Yeah, hello. (laughs) So frustrating. (sighs) So frustrating. Literally, it's normal. I think what we can train ourselves on is to give it less and less power. Yeah. I think that's the final goal. You will never be able to kill it. (laughs) Yeah. So you went on the most amazing looking retreat I've ever seen in Bali. And I want to hear all about that. Like, what was that experience like? Oh, that was amazing. So what the amazing part was, like, I'm always addicted to surrounding myself with really inspiring mentors that are at the next level to really dive into their life and just being surrounded by... 10 women for a whole week not just a business event not just a workshop like really you eat together you breathe together you do yoga together you sleep in like the same villa and just experiencing that was incredibly intense I came like completely transformed out of this one week um yeah growing to the next level in just a couple of days because it's a full day immersion you really work on yourself and your mindset and your up leveling um, the whole day by being in that kind of surrounding, by just living in this luxury villa and by having a personal chef and by doing all those things that this mentor did, it was like, whoa, this is really next level and so amazing. That sounds incredible. I was super jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it was really great because you yeah. really experience the next level version of yourself. And then in the end, you kind of walk out as that person. It's like you become someone else by, yeah, I don't know, by doing the things, by being active, you know, not by just learning. It, for me, it was not so much about the teaching sessions. It was really more about the whole experience of feeling abundant, not worrying about money because everything was paid for, not stressing about anything. There was no fixed plan, which for me is like, Ooh, what do you mean no fixed plan? I'm a planner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was incredible for me to just be open and go with the flow. And as well to see that someone, the person who was hosting this retreat, runs a seven-figure business without being such a planner type A mentality than I am. It's possible. Yeah. that seems crazy to me but that's awesome that she's doing it well I learned a lot about spirituality there and a lot about being in alignment and how this is the most important thing like more important than any strategy ever that is really about going with the flow doing what you want to do not doing what you don't want to do as far as you can avoid it I mean you should still do your tax return or give it to someone else (laughs) yeah exactly But otherwise, there is many, many rules that I've created in my life and my business that I thought I need to follow to be successful. Mm -hmm. And the magic is when you then, after you did that 
start burning rules or setting the rules on fire and be like, okay, do I really need to do this every day? Yeah, that's really good for anyone listening because as women, as entrepreneurs, we're told like, it's all about the hustle. It's all about working super hard and like always thinking of ways to make money. And sometimes you just kind of have to just let things happen and do things that make you excited. Definitely. I think that's the number one thing, especially when it comes to, oh, what should I do next? I have like 50 million ideas and what brings brings the most money? What will people buy? I think that's not, like I did that in the past. I launched programs just because that's, because I thought that's what most people would buy. And then it was incredibly uninspiring and unexcited and really not great in regards of how I felt about it. Some of my most successful programs and months were literally those where I decided, well, I'm just doing what's fun. Even though that sounds like it's contradictory, it didn't turn out to be contradictory for me. It was like, this is what works. (laughs) Well, because then your energy shines through and people get excited because you're excited and you're interested. And yeah, I know that ever since you got back from that retreat, just in your live videos and in your group, like your energy has been radiating off the screen. You can That's just true. That's true. People felt like they feel that. Like so many people said that. They said, oh, you're shining. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you're like, thank you. I have this new skincare routine. It's called <laughs> Joy. <laughs> so what do you feel like is your biggest fear in life or business? Like how have you helped conquer that or how are you conquering that? I'm always a bit, um, or I have like a backstory of being the overworker. So I'm more the person that's going into the direction of burnout by not taking care of herself at all or by working just too much, which is basically why I left the nine to five world. But then on the other hand, you have a lot of responsibility when it comes to that when you're a business owner. So I see so many people who quit their nine to five because they don't want to work the 50 hours per week anymore. And then they start their own business and then they work 80 hours per week (laughs) or more. Um, because now you're really responsible for your own work hours, for your own work time. And I know that's something I always have to pay close attention to, to not get sucked back in into the whole, I have to work harder, harder, harder cycle to really take myself out again and again to be like, okay, no, you need to take care of yourself first because that's the most important thing. That's what I owe myself. That's what I owe my audience. And that's the only way it will work. I don't want to walk into a burnout situation again anymore, especially not now that I've created a freedom business. The whole idea of this freedom business is that I can design it the way I want. But you're right. It it is so easy to get in that burnout mode. I have been there and done that. Like, cause you're just like, Oh, uh, work is working hard. That's, that's what we're told. But when someone says no, it can be actually easy and you don't have to work 80 hours a week and make good money. It's like a shocking revelation. It is. And it has been for me. So this real, this whole idea of, oh, you can let it be easy and it will still work. Like, what? Really? I don't know. Really? But yeah, it's true. And it's yeah. actually easy. <laughs> I'm still wrapping my head around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying. <laughs> it, it's getting easier. It's just so hard to let go of that belief that you have to work hard. That's true. So for me, again, it, it was indeed seeing mentors that don't do it, that don't work hard and make more money than I do. So really seeing proof living with people who are living proof so my brain is actually hmm okay there seems to be indeed another side to this <laughs> surrounding yourself with mentors or master and people who are having that belief mm-hmm. so who don't have the same background or did overcome it already and it can really be living proof for you that it doesn't have to be hard it can be smart and easy and fun along the way i think that's incredibly important to get out of this whole mentality of I have to work hard to be good enough yeah 
I, it's funny. I feel like that's the struggle of like 90, 90% of the women I talk to is it's like, struggle, yes. Yeah. And so at least I'm not alone in that. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh my God. No, it's, it's what most people come to me with. It's like, well, what do you mean? It can be easy. I don't think it like, we think we are not allowed to have it that easy. Even I still have that. So I'm, I have a multiple six figure coaching business now. And for me, the next level is how to scale it to seven figures. And still that I believe I have around that is, well, it's not that easy. <laughs> Whereas maybe it is. Maybe it's just as easy as it was for me to travel around the world since four and a half years whilst building a six-figure business. Why does it have to be any harder? Because the number is getting bigger. Yeah. I know that when you finally hit that six figures, you had a little bit of like an emotional meltdown. Oh my God, it was so new. <laughs> so what, what did that feel like for you? And like, how did you deal with that? It was like a huge roller coaster. So on one side, I was incredibly excited. I made tons of money. It was in my bank account. And it was like, woohoo, I've done it. And it's amazing. And I can buy whatever I want. And I've booked a cruise to celebrate with my boyfriend and on the other hand I felt pretty overwhelmed I was like well okay um is my business structure really set up for this um I was doing like my bookkeeping in an excel file and that was kind of not I've outgrown my systems with this <laughs> sudden success and like my PayPal account was frozen because I suddenly made so much money and I was like whoa what do you mean <laughs> so many things happen when you really get to that point where you're making lots and lots of money that you have to be ready for. And I was not. <laughs> I know that like my biggest struggle right now is that I'm so close to making 10K and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be like six figures. Woo, like it's going to be awesome. But and I think, will I actually be happy when I get to 10K? Like, will, it, will I ever be happy, whatever that number is? And I think the answer is no, because it's not about the number. It's about, it will. it's about me. Yeah, indeed. So I think there's no, no massive shift, massive shift in who you are and how happy you are, depending if you make 9,500 or 10,500 per month. Um, yeah, it, it, it will go on and on and on. You yeah. can still chase 20,000 after that. You can still chase 50,000 after that. Um, so yeah, that's massive mindset work in regards of gratitude and appreciation for what we already have. I mean, we have a business that supports us we can live from it so which is already what most people only dream of yeah and very very often we don't focus on the 90 percent amazing things that we already do have but on the lack of things what we didn't achieve yet or what we're still chasing or what will make everything better <laughs> yeah absolutely so what i know you have a morning routine but i always like to ask everybody what they do in the morning because everyone's is both slightly different and kind of the same so i would love to know what your morning routine looks like that helps you start your day yeah i understand what you say i think everybody kind of tries to feel good <laughs> before yeah. they start something but i think everybody has to find their own way to actually achieve that <laughs> mm -hmm. so i do a lot of um journaling in the morning i listen to uplifting music when I do that and I write my affirmations and I write everything I want in my life so my big vision and I write the things that I want to believe so for example I let it be easy today I let things be easy whatever happens it will be easy so I really set myself up for this intention that I have for the day and yeah currently I'm going a lot to yoga classes as well which I'm trying to implement a bit more into my daily life <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll see how that goes. But whatever it takes to really feel like I'm already in a positive mood to then tackle the day. So I try to get into alignment and into flow before I check my notifications, before I check my emails, before I do any interviews or anything to really be ready for, for the day to have a good one. Yeah, that's so key. I've been doing that for a while because when I don't, when I feel the temptation to just scroll through Facebook or whatever, get on my phone, that will ruin my day quicker than anything else because you're like, oh, people are mad about something or this person is making all this money or like you just feel like shit if you just scroll through Facebook and all your notifications before you've done any of that mindset work. So absolutely, absolutely. I have so many notifications. I already get depressed just by checking the number in the morning. So do plenty of things before I even check that. I do my mindset work. I get into alignment. I do create as well before I check that. I don't want to create from a space of reacting. Mm. So usually when I'm inspired to say something or to share something, I write my posts or whatever content I'm sharing on that day beforehand, before I even look at all the questions, comments, messages, and whatever else in my inbox. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So everybody, you should make sure to turn off your notifications or like for me, I turn my phone off and put it in another room That's great. two hours before I go to bed. Um, That's a great idea. And then I don't turn it back on until after I'm done with my mindset stuff. That's amazing. I think that's a great skill and I think it's hard. I think many people understand this, that it would be great not to check notifications in the morning first thing or 120 times during the day. I think we kind of all know that it would be good for us and still it's really hard, isn't it? It's addicting. Yes. (laughs) We're all addicted to gratification and people applauding us and or even just arguing with us. We just want people to talk to us all the time. And I'm like, Wow, I lived a whole life before I had this these constant notifications. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> How did I interact with people? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, fifteen-year-old me was able to live a perfectly fine life without constant notifications. I don't. Yeah. Know. Nobody. Nobody remembers. We can't go back in that time. I'm afraid. <laughs> Oh, well. So if someone wanted to work with you, talk about like what you offer. I know you're doing this great like six-figure mindset program right now. So what, how could people work with you? Well, I do have one-on-one. That is very um, specific because it's, um, I'm not the cheapest coach anymore out there with the experience I have, but people who are really ready to up-level fast and to get their mindset sorted, (laughs) I would and one-on-one because I think that's the fastest result that you can get. Um, I did literally create a mindset program with all the things I've learned from all those mentors about letting things be easy, believing in yourself, going with the flow. And that's called Six Figure Mindset. That's a group coaching that I'm running and I'm sure I'm going to rerun that. So if you hear that podcast later, definitely. It's my favorite program because it's literally everything that has shifted my life like, and I've worked with many, many mentors and I paid lots of money to work with all of them. And I literally have packaged up everything I've learned for, I'd say $30,000 in a really affordable way. So you don't have to do the same thing. You don't have to hire all those people to get all that knowledge. I've packed that up in a much more affordable version. (laughs) And I do have a mindset journaling tribe as well. 
Which, which you is guys a re- join because it's awesome. Yeah, so it's really uh, I love it. It's really affordable. Um, so it's just a monthly membership fee. Um, nothing super expensive, and it's really people sharing their mindset journaling. So I share my mindset journaling. There is weekly journaling prompts. We do live trainings there as well. But it's really how to get into this daily routine of mindset journaling and what you are actually supposed to journal so many people get started and they're like well i understand it but i don't know what to write about (laughs) so that's a great inspiration point to really get going and to get yourself set up in the morning with the right beliefs and affirmations and all the things that you can do out there in the mindset world yeah to get ready for an amazing day where you are unshakable and unstoppable (laughs) so if anyone is listening to this and they want to join the mindset journaling group do they have to be a location independent business owner or can they just be a person who's maybe considering dipping their toe in there and just wants to learn about mindset work oh mindset work is for everyone you don't have to have a business you don't have to have a location independent business all you need is a hunger to be happier i don't know if you can summarize it like that so it's really like my mom could join for everyone who needs a bit more positive thinking and a bit more positive actions in their life that's the people who need mindset work i think everyone needs mindset work i mean i do too but i just always want to ask people that because i think a lot of people think it's just like a business tactic but i think everybody needs it 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 can help anyone no matter if you're a business owner or not that's true i think it will just help you to be more successful when you go into things with a certain attitude instead of being filled with self-doubt i think that goes for anything i mean mindset work is a huge thing in sport in uh, poker like that's all areas where it's needed even like i watched master chef yesterday it's a tv show where people cook Mm -hmm. and they present their plates and they say things like when they put the plate down someone said I'm really disappointed with it. It's not good. You can't say that. (laughs) You have to pretend like this is the most amazing achievement you've ever achieved. Present it with confidence and then see what happens. You have to go into it with the most confident version of yourself. You can't play small before it's even judged. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, man, MasterChef needs a mindset coach. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can be MasterChef's mindset coach. I think this is a great opportunity. (laughs) Like, literally... (laughs) There is so many markets still that would need that, that don't use it yet. And it's very active in sport, like sport mentors do a lot of this kind of work. And I think that's actually where it's coming from. I think that's where it was born, where people understand that it's not only about the physical abilities to run a triathlon, but it's very, very much about the mindset that you have during the whole journey. Yeah, totally. So if you were to give one piece of advice to a woman listening to this show about either starting a business or considering starting a business, what would you tell that person? I would say that there's not so much right and wrong in regards of strategy than people think or want to tell you. There's plenty of people who will tell you, you need to copy my strategy and then you'll be Mm -hmm. successful. I don't think it's any one strategy that you need to copy. I think what you really want to focus on is the right mindset to trust your own decisions and to trust that you will find your own perfectly fine strategy without doubting yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter which strategy you pick, just one that feels aligned to you, just one that feels exciting to you. The real thing is that you you trust your own decisions and that you trust the strategy that you pick for yourself. That's all it takes. There's no right or wrong strategies out there. Yeah, I agree. It just needs to be in alignment with you. You need to feel excited about it and not like it's work. Definitely. And again, you have to get over this belief that it has to feel like work because many people make it hard because they feel like, yeah, but it can't be that easy, can it? But it can. 
<laughs> I have so many people coming to me that tell me they have to do this and this because that's what's that's what's selling and then they're really good at something really different and yeah you will always be stronger with the thing that you love to do so let's try to build something valuable around that and not let's try to get into I have so many people who come to me and they're like oh I want to sell Facebook ads that's a really really great business at the moment and then I'm like so what do you know about Facebook ads? What do you like about Facebook ads? And they're like, oh, I know nothing about Facebook ads. <laughs> like, hang on, hang on. Why would you then build a Facebook ad business? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, that's exactly what happened when I started working with you. You were like, oh, so what have you been doing? And I'm like, well, I've been doing social media management, but I don't really like it. I really yes. like doing ads. And you were like, what? Why aren't you doing this full time? Literally. That's different for every single person, but I think it's the key for every single person. This whole, oh, I'm a social media manager because that's what people buy or what, whatever reason it is that brings you into that direction that can be plenty of things. To let go of this and really trust that your passion passions and your skills are actually good enough is a huge step. Yeah, it's definitely been a life-changing year. I feel like I keep telling people that um, I'm living my best life a la Oprah, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I feel like I'm trying to do all the things to live my best life, so hopefully by the end of 2018, I'll just be like the best version of me. Absolutely. The, the, the funny thing is the best version of you will always be, it's never done. <laughs> if you would have told me where I would be now, I would be like, yeah, that's the best version of myself. And it's an amazing version of myself. Trust me, I'm very, very happy. But I have this never-ending desire to grow. So it doesn't really stop. I'm, I'm again like, okay, how can I become an even better person? How can I become even more valuable? And that doesn't mean that you don't honor where you're already at. That doesn't mean that I don't honor my success and who I'm already helping and serving in the world. But yeah, I want to serve more people. I want to help more people. I want to become an even better coach. I do extra certifications and qualifications just because I want to, not because I have to or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's what sets entrepreneurs, people like us, apart from other people is that, that's true. Yes. Is that we have that desire to grow and learn and yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm always taking courses and watching videos and talking to people and finding opportunities because I love that. Definitely. So many workshops lined up and I'm so excited about them because that's the one thing you can't do when you're hop island and beaches all the time is like going to seminars and personal development workshops. So I'm really looking forward to the next five months where I can do all that. Yeah, it's funny because I was talking to my husband last night and he was saying, he was like, I love and respect what you do, but he was like, I just don't understand why you love doing it. <laughs> because he was like, when you said you were creating a podcast where you talk about business with other women who are doing business, he, goes, he was like, that sounds so boring to me. <laughs> And I was like, I love it. It's so much fun. And he was like, at least it makes you happy. <laughs> that's the number one thing. And that's what people will feel who listen. And I mean, people love listening to podcasts because it's the same thing. They want to hear from other people how they do it, that they have been to the same struggle. Like I didn't get born with the most amazing entrepreneurial mindset. I, I developed that. I didn't just wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm a confident six-figure business owner. No. And seeing the journey of people or listening to the journey of people is just an inspiration for people who want to move forward as well. And who are like, well, I don't know if that's possible for me. That's fine. I didn't think it's possible for me either. And still I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if anybody wants to find you online, where can they find you? 
Uh, super easy. Uh, dreamlifedeluxe.com. That's easier than spelling my last name, so I would definitely go for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on my website. I'm all over social media. <laughs> Yay! Well, this was so much fun, and I'm so glad that I was able to chat with you and everybody else could listen. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. It was amazing to chat with you. As well. I've so missed doing that. <laughs> I know. Me too. Well, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.